Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Milana here in the studio with Connor. What's up, everybody? You have both of us this time. Connor was writing solo for our last podcast. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> I feel like you like that. It takes a lot to be able to just sit and like talk, talk yes. to yourself. <laughs> it's miserable. Yeah, you're good at it. I appreciate you filling in. Um, but we have honestly just. Nothing on the docket except for another nice brain dump podcast. Brain dump part two. Weirdly, brain dump, our first brain dump was like one of the most listened to podcasts outside of our relationship series ones. So maybe this one will follow suit. And it was so random. So random. But this is all the random thoughts in our head. Um, This one I feel like is a little less random. Yeah, I guess we got, there's a little bit, but there's no reason why we're talking about this more than just like, oh, here's some stuff that's on our head and on our heart. But for the holiday week, the holiday week, happy fourth, eat some hot dogs, drink some lemonade, (laughs) see some fireworks, light some fireworks, light some fireworks, shoot them at people. Fireworks. Are you a firework family? No, I was growing up, but is it legal in Virginia? Oh yeah, that seems like a state. Or or honestly, I don't know if it is because we'd always drive across the border to buy them. So maybe the border, the border that would make me think the state line. That would make me. We drive all the way from Virginia to Mexico (laughs) to buy fireworks and bring them back. (laughs) We Um, would do that with Wyoming. You'd have to go up because it's not legal in Colorado. There's fireworks stands everywhere. Yeah, but they're not like. The kind they're not like mortars that like go up into the yeah. air. Yeah. Okay. Well, then maybe the same thing because we would we'd have like the rinky dink ones, yeah, but not the, the bottle rockets. Yeah, not like the big big ones. Okay. But I feel like I mean not this year, but I feel like Colorado is always on a fire ban. So I know. I feel like this is the first year it's not. Yeah. So I don't know. We won't buy any. Um, do might your, buy sparklers do your for the girls, girls. Like the fireworks? Are they scared of them? Because they're loud. Ezra might. Oh, no. I think they would like watching them. Uh-huh. Um, I think if we set some off, they'd probably be afraid. <laughs> I used to have to like stay in the car. My family would nah. leave me because I was so scared of them. And uh-huh. they were like, too bad. We're watching <laughs> fireworks. No, Ezra, Ari would be terrified if we if we had some. I think so Ezra would sweet. warm up to it after a while. Like, But Ari would be absolutely <laughs> terrified. That's hilarious. So... Well, no All right. Works for either of us. To kick off, wait, sorry, not I'm jumping ahead. I had a <laughs> random thought. This is brain dump. Who cares? Um, do you have like a spot you go to watch fireworks? So growing up, I lived in Arvada, Colorado, and everyone would go to Stanger Soccer Field, and that was like the city of Arvada did theirs at that one, and it was a really good show. Or as I got older, my family would go up to Grand Lake which has okay. like, or Steamboat Springs, which both have like these insane firework huh. shows. How so far away are there. those? Oh, I'm the worst person. So you have to like stay the night? Yeah. Oh, we'd like okay. stay at a cabin and okay. do all that. So that was fun memory. 
Yeah, we haven't really found our like little spot yet. I don't know where to go in Littleton. I've lived here for like five years. Yeah, and I have there no is idea. there is like a hill, um, overlooking all this. Like nobody cares about this. Anyway, moving. <laughs> if you forward. live in Colorado, DM us where yeah, to watch hit fireworks. Hit us up where to watch fireworks because <laughs> we don't know. We're directionless. <laughs> all right, to kick it off, we're gonna do kind of a rapid fire question. Um, four of them, and then we'll kind of dive into maybe some more things uh, specifically that have just been on my head and, and I think would be interesting for you guys to hear about. But first, give us a book of the Bible you're currently reading, a, a normal book you're currently reading, a show or movie that you've, you've been into, and then a random thing that you're interested in, like a new hobby or new, I don't know. Great. Yeah, so kick us off. Okay, I've been in Galatians. Lately, love it. Boo. I feel like, <laughs> like what? I don't know. Um, big fan of the epistles. Feel like I always am reading those. Um, a book I'm reading is "Live No Lies." Okay. By John Mark Comer, obviously, because our boss Connor assigned it to us. Yes, because we don't want to <laughs> live lies. Um, love everything by John Mark Comer. Could read all his books a million times. Um, they're so easy to read. They're so easy. Like the knowledge is very accessible. And yeah. very interesting. He writes very well. Um, big fan. Show I'm watching. I'm actually in between shows right now. Okay. Because we just finished Ted Lasso. And I feel like, and it's like done. Like the like the story is over. Like they're not going to make any more seasons. So I feel like I'm in a state of mourning. I know. I finished Ted Lasso on the plane back from Atlanta. You did? Yes. I and I was sad. I spoil it for people. <laughs> I was sad. I was happy. I know. I feel like they did it justice. You don't think so? No, but I why? can't say why because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> Wait, if you if you haven't watched Ted Lasso but you want to, fast forward like 30 seconds. Yeah, a minute. Yeah. Fast forward a literal 60 <laughs> seconds warning. to not hear this. This is a spoiler. <laughs> why did you think they ended it poorly? Because Roy and Keeley don't end up together. Yeah, but and that they, was like their low-key nod to like... Her independence. Yes. And, and it made me angry. And here's why is because in like one episode, I feel like they undid all of the character development for Jamie, for Roy, for Keely. Like she was finally like loved herself and was independent. And so now she can be in a relationship that doesn't define her. Jamie went back to like being a brat and Not really over his friend and being like me and Keely are supposed to be together. And I was like so mad. Dude, Jamie and Roy's friendship though. That was amazing. It's best one of the of best three. like like uh what is it? Like mini plot lines, subplots yes. like of the of the When season. they're at Uncle Day. Uncle Day. Like it's Roy's niece is like celebrating oh, Uncle yeah, and yeah. Jamie like shows up. Yeah. He's like you're not my best friend. He's like, who is? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Amsterdam episode. Yeah, that was the a bike. good one. So, so I get morning Ted Lasso, so I'm not watching anything right I, now, really. I think they ended it well. Here's my qualm with shows, and it is sad. I've never watched the last episode of The Office because I don't want it to end. It's like a really weird thing for me. Um, but with, uh, I think they drag shows out too much. I think they yeah. take great shows. And they kill them. Which I think is what they didn't want to do. Like he said that they had wrote yes. three seasons from the beginning. Yes. And I deeply appreciate that it's over. But I think it could have gone like two more. I, I don't know. Like most good shows go about like five to six. I know, seasons. but they then there's always that one season that just ruins it. <sighs> and right, I don't think someone quits and then it's yeah, like I don't weird. think Ted Lasso has that. 
Um, do spinoffs, but it's fine. Um, okay, random thing I'm interested in. I started cooking again. Okay. I like to cook for the last like year and a half. My poor husband. I just like got tired of it and like got tired of cooking every night, and so we did a lot of takeout and really simple meals. But lately, I've been like making a lot of stuff from scratch. What's it, like your one or two? That's what Aaron. I literally just had this convo with Aaron because Aaron's like, we've been eating out a ton, and it's because when I cook, I yeah. either I either go all out, right? That's or, how I feel, yeah. Or we like make sandwiches, and she's like, <laughs> I you need to find a happy medium. Yeah, like four or five things yeah. that are relatively staples. easy. Yeah. So what's yeah. like one of your staples right now? Our staples. I feel I like salmon a lot, so we eat like this honey glazed salmon. Um, Jake does not love that as much. Um, but the other day I brought back an old one from like my childhood. My mom has like a homemade biscuits and gravy. Dude, I recipe. crush biscuits and gravy. Oh my gosh. And I like forgot how much I loved it. And she has this like secret that she used to do. And so yesterday morning we like decided we were going to make breakfast, like a late brunch. And I was like, I'm going to the store and I'm buying everything I need to make like biscuits and gravy from yeah. scratch. And it was so good and i'm like i think i should cook more yeah <laughs> like, i think i should just make us food because it's always better that's so, awesome that's all right what i've been into book of the bible go i'm in first corinthians reading through that Boo. um just kidding you just did that to me so i did it to you uh book of the bible first corinthians book you're reading i'm actually reading a lot of books right now because of you, short form i was gonna say are you reading reading them or are you short forming i've them? got i've got two or three that I'm actually reading. I guess four with Live No Lies. Um, and then two or three that I'm short forming that I know I should read. But it's like, it's literally like pool. Well, I don't want to say that because I think there's, it, they're just boring. They're not well written. But the, <laughs> but the information inside of them is deeply valuable. So that's where short form. Yes. So I'm currently, okay, I need to preface this because we just came out of a, series on new age spirituality. Um, and I want to talk about this a little bit more. I'm reading a book called the tools. I'm actually just finished it. There's a documentary on Netflix called stunts students stunts. Um, it's about this psychologist named Phil stunts, who is, uh, I guess kind of like a, a groundbreaker in their field because a lot of psychology and like, a What's like the deeper one than just like therapy, like psychotherapy? He he's like mm -hmm. one of the ones that go like deep into okay. people, um, into like their subconscious. He uh, he started developing. He was like, hey, like I'm not satisfied with the results I'm getting because the goal of this is for people to like kind of stumble upon answers themselves. But he's like, they don't have practical tools to sort of do that. And so he sort of developed these like five practical tools. Is this the triangle thing you were yes, showing that me? Aaron okay, does. Yes, 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 yes. And so here's why it gets new agey. He talks about connecting to a higher source or like right. a higher power. You know what that is. Yeah. Obviously. If you read it from a Christian perspective, you're like, oh, he's talking about Jesus. Right. But what I love about it so much is that it is so practical. So he talks about like how to work on yourself. Like if you don't have direction in life and you're feeling stuck, what is like a basic thing? So he has this like triangle and everything is like drawn. It's like illustrated. There's illustrations all throughout the book. He talks about like basically like how to overcome fear and anxiety with like just these little short, I don't, I don't want to say dumb because they're not dumb, but like practical 
practices, tools that he calls them that anybody can use. They literally take like 30 seconds. And it's basically just reframing your your mind on how to think through things like pain and frustration, anger, um, when you feel like limited or afraid of like taking a next step. Um, well, yeah, when you just feel stuck in life. And so mm-hmm. it is a little self-helpy and I normally don't prescribe to yeah. that. Um, however, we're going to talk about this a little more. I The reason I like this is because it's practical things that anybody can apply um, that isn't trying to be its own like faith or religion, so to say. Yeah. So it's not like pointing you to self-sufficiency necessarily. It's very practical like psychology tools on how to like work on yourself. So that was a long way of saying I'm reading <laughs> a book called The Tools, which I'm I'm about to finish. I'm going to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad because oh, every, yeah. everybody in the world tells me to read it. And specifically, my loves that book. yeah, specifically all my friends who have recently made a ton of money, like <laughs> told me to read it. Um, and then I'm, I'm reading, I'm going to start reading a book that I'm super interested in called Dare to Launch. Um, it's a mm-hmm. mini MBA for first time entrepreneurs. And it's, it is, I love it because it's very like sectioned out, but it's a business book. So it's basically like the basics of business written by this girl who apparently is just like crushing it in the business world. And it's sort of just like, I never took any real like business classes in college. Yeah. And it's like how business works for dummies basically. (laughs) Um, But she's a genius. The book looks just fun and interesting. It's a super easy read. And so kind of spreading my wings, diversifying. I'm going to start reading live no lies. Um, Yeah. Catch up. Yeah, so there we go. Um, that was super long-winded. Reading a lot of books yeah. to me. <laughs> I can't do that. My brain like can't juggle all the different info. For like, me, I have to like, read a book cover to cover and then move on. I can't read spiritual books at the same time because yeah. I feel it like overlaps. overlaps. But for me, like the psychology book versus the business book yeah, just feels like two separate worlds. A little. Yeah. Show I'm watching just finished Ted Lasso on, uh, I on was, the airplane. yeah, I was down in Atlanta all week, got back Thursday night for our worship night, which was amazing. So good. Um, finished Ted Lasso. And then Aaron and I recently just started watching another show on Apple TV called the silo. Um, we love dystopian. Don't trust the government like shows like that corruption yeah and it's about this community that lives in like a silo underground and there's like hundreds of thousands of people in there and nobody Do they know that they're in a silo? yes okay. nobody knows why their history was like completely erased so nobody knows huh. who built the silo why they're down there long story short somebody discovers this like hard drive that has a ton of information um but anytime anybody leaves a silo like you can leave at will um there's cameras out there and they and I think it's like poisonous gas or something, but they they die when they try oh to leave. Gosh. And they show everybody like on on like cameras, like videos, to basically reinforce this narrative that like the silo is the only safe place to be. Um, but people are on to like I think they're fixing what people are watching, and the outside mm. world might not be as bad as the inside world. So I love it. I don't I don't think there we were only one episode in, but there's from what I've seen. It, it's a pretty good show in the sense of like not a ton of vulgar language. If there's nudity in this show, it is so wildly unnecessary because <laughs> that is like not what the show's about yeah. at all. So if you have like super high standards for a show, I think that it would be a good, interesting show. And then um, random thing that I'm interested in. I'm, I think it's because I watched 
uh, Welcome to Wrexham and Ted Lasso. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like getting into soccer. Really? I'm, yes. I'm like watching You're soccer. Yes. And I'm and Lionel Messi coming to the States. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. Like insane. Because he's not, he might be on the other side of his prime, but not really. And to come to America, outside of his prime is like the best prime in the world for any what i know from ted lasso that you don't do that because roy was always like i don't have to go play in america yeah well yeah i feel like it's not a normal thing no but i think like a really great player to come over to the states they normally do at the very end of their career okay like they finish it out yeah because they can make bank over here still Mm -hmm. um does it what team he's plays for miami oh Low-key, one of my favorite cities in in the country, in my top two cities in the country. Um, So, yeah, I already looked at tickets, but I guess Denver doesn't play Miami. Anyway, okay, (laughs) we are almost like 20 minutes into this thing. We went through the rapid fire. Hey, whatever. And it wasn't rapid fire. It wasn't rapid fire. Mine kind of was. But who cares? Okay, so Uh, here's the theme of this podcast. I'm going to ask you first, and then you, we can just, or you can ask me based off the face you just made. <laughs> um, but here, I just thought, like, we haven't, t- we don't really talk about this a lot. We talk about very specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to take, like, maybe five minutes on one or two specific things. But the question is just this. What is something you've been learning about recently that's, like, impacted you or, like, that you find, like, super interesting? Um, just c- in life or spiritually? Yeah, both. One or two things that... Um, have you've just really been learning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, guess, I don't know. Um, I think recently I've been started to just take like a more holistic approach to like health in general. Okay. Um, so that's like what I've been into lately. It started with like cooking at home. Biscuits and gravy probably was not a good yeah. part of that. Um, like my sleep, uh, I'm someone who actually like has some health history and some like hormone stuff that goes on. And so recently... We've just decided to start taking more of like a holistic approach and like looking at it more wholesome. Um, And so we've been doing that with like diet. We've been doing that with sleep, um, like mental health and spiritual health. And so that's kind of been my summer so far. That's like very broad and um, not super uh, detailed. But I've noticed like a huge difference in the way I feel mentally the way I feel emotionally I feel like I'm less exhausted um so yeah I feel like recently um I've just taken a different approach to like health um and like wholeness in life um a big part of that recently um sorry I don't know how long of a tangent you want me to go on no I'm gonna go on a little I've got I've got a little thing that I can add too Um, this might like sound so simple and like very obvious, but recently we were at a prayer thing, um, kind of a long story, but we did like a three hour deep dive, like prayer thing, um, with my husband's team. Um, and I felt like so much revelation came out of that. And I feel like some people were talking about like deliverance and all these things. And we had just come out of like the spiritual series and I just like was sitting in this space and I was like, okay, God, like how... Uh, like, how do I deal with all these things in my life? Like, what do I use? What's my like tool? Like, what, what do you want me to use to like fight this right now? And like all these questions in my mind and it sounds so simple, but I feel like the Lord like brought me to Ephesians six, which is the armor of God. Um, 
which I think you talked about in the spiritual series. I don't Maybe think not. So. Maybe it was Ryan. Um, but I was like, God, how do I like, how do I get through life? Like, how do I fight all these things of like the day to day and health things and mental health and all these different things? And I feel like um, it's so simple, but the Lord like really pointed me to this uh, like revelation that's not that crazy. Uh, but through the armor of God, it like go and read Ephesians 6. There's all these different pieces, um, the belt of truth, the bre- breastplate of righteousness and all these different things. And then the very last thing it talks about is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I just feel like the Lord was like, that's the only offensive piece of yeah. like the armor. And like, yeah. that's what you use to like fight and to be whole and healthy and to like get through life. And it just feels like this, another sweet reminder. I like love the word of God. I grew up in a denomination that didn't actually like trust you to read the Bible by yourself. Yeah. And I feel like it's always kind of like played a, a mental game with me and I'll like go through seasons where I'm like, ah, oh, like I just am not getting this the way I want to get it or whatever. Um, this is a long winded way of saying that like all of this that I'm going through, like all of this, like feel like pursuing health and like wholeness. I feel like came to this like, like tipping point where literally it was just like the word of God is like everything you need to fight anxiety to fight depression to like be happy and healthy and whole um and so that has kind of been like this journey I'm on where I'm like feel like I'm falling in love with the word of God all over like when I first became a Christian yeah and so that was like a really long-winded personal story but it was like this really cool moment where it was just like it just comes back to this and it's like so simple but like it was this sweet moment no in a very like practical way I'm feeling the repercussions of that right now in the sense of like just like holistic like being like a holistic person i went to atlanta for three days for this like young adult um pastors gathering through q which is now think uh with a q instead of a k um but i my flight got delayed apparently flights are like a mess again and i felt the repercussions (laughs) of that i was supposed to land in atlanta at like 11 so late night anyway yeah didn't land till like 1 30 didn't get to my hotel until three had to be up at like eight for like a session the next day and they were super generous super amazing provided like food for us and everything like that but it was you know cater it was like you know breakfast like pancakes biscuits and gravy like lunch like chick-fil-a dinner eating out and then like such little sleep like i remember the first night i was out to like 1 30 just talking with people connecting with people um then had to be up at eight again and then go to bed till like 11 the next night I had to be up at eight like or, but earlier like 6 37 to like be there at eight mm. and dude i feel like i'm on the verge of death <laughs> i really like i like i literally I, I don't never take naps yesterday fell asleep for like two hours in the middle Ooh. of the day and my body is scre- you know when your body just tells you things yeah my body is like eat vegetables. Like literally I told Aaron, I was like, I'm not going to be like a vegetarian. I'm actually like morally opposed to that. Not really. But, um, if you have ever been on a Thursday, you know this. Yeah. But my body was like, dude, you need to start taking, cause I like work out well, but I feel like a lot of my diet consists of like bro stuff, like pack on as much muscle as possible. Yeah. My body's (laughs) like, how about you like live? well you know Mm -hmm. and so i'm actually doing like a bunch of research on food it's so so dumb like everything is so conflicting because it's like 
heart healthy diets, brain healthy diets are like a lot of fat, a lot of grain and stuff like that. And then other stuff is like, don't touch rice. It'll kill you. And you're like, what, what is real? Yeah. So anyway, I'm feeling the repercussions of not being healthy. So there we go. (laughs) What else? Is there anything else that you feel like you've really been like diving into or learning recently? There doesn't have to be an answer. You don't. You can say no. Like I mean, yeah, but <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. I just feel like it's all that consumes my brain. No, so that's it's fine. Like hard to think of anything else. Yeah. I think you just go. <laughs> well, here I, I'll ask it again, and then you flip it back so over. You to say me. no. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um. <laughs> Okay, so is there anything else that you've been like learning or diving into recently, or is is that? I mean, that's a lot. So that might be, that might be like a whole. I mean, it covers a lot of different areas. I could go on and on, but I will let you talk about your your personal development, what you have. Yeah, going on right now. Two things that I feel like God has really been speaking to me about, or that I've been like interested in, <laughs> is personal development, and then specifically the danger of insecurity. So I'll kind of talk about personal development first. And this ties in quite a bit to the books that I've been reading. Um, I've been reading a lot of like self-development, spiritual development, personal development books. I say a lot, really the tools. And then they they came out with a second book that I'm super interested in reading. Um, The authors of that book did. But basically, here's kind of like where I landed. Um, There's no truth outside of truth that God has set in motion. Yes. So when these people discover truth, they're not discovering something outside of God. They're just discovering a truth that is in an incorrect framework. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of been my statement, my permission to allow myself to read these books. Um, because again, this guy does talk about connecting to a higher power, a higher force. Obviously, I know that's the God of the Bible, Jesus, the Holy right. Spirit. And when you read it in that framework, it actually makes 10 times more sense. And you almost are like, dude, this guy's almost like preaching stuff out of the Bible without Bible verses. And he even references the Bible like quite really? a bit like in the book. Although, <laughs> I don't know, I would say he's more of like an agnostic. Like where a he, universalist. Yeah, like where he believes that there's a God, but maybe you can't Who's like say, pinpoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um However, that that book is just sort of like my, my framework. Um, but the danger in this, obviously, is that it can point you to an idea of like self-sufficiency, which I don't think he's mm. talking about or obviously is, is biblical. Like we're very dependent species. Like humanity yeah. is made to be dependent on Jesus. Yeah. Um, however, I do think, and this is one thing when I say this, I, I'm including myself primarily in this is Christians are super lazy when it comes to personal, spiritual, or like self-development. I am always sort of in the camp or have been in the camp that like God is going to work out in me what he wants to work out like on his time. Mm. And what I've realized is that when I put effort into God's process, I think God can like expedite that kind of stuff. Yeah. So one of the things that I've been learning recently and kind of been diving into is this idea of like personal development, like self-development, spiritual development, um, personal development, whatever. And I know that can kind of be a little like weird in the church world because 
we just got, came off of a series called Spiritual that was basically like, it was looking and examining New Age spirituality and how that is very like self-driven. Like you are the the fulfillment of your own desires and things yeah. like that. Um, but the one reason I really gained interest in it is because I think that, well, I don't believe, like we as human beings are deeply dependent on God. We're deeply dependent on Jesus. So for me, this is not a self-sufficiency thing. This is... Um, a developmental thing. And one thing that I think where a lot of Christians get it wrong is that I think all types of growth, self-growth, personal growth, spiritual growth, all takes initiative. And I think like when reading these this book, like the tools or whatever, it was so much of it was so practical. And again, if you were to pick up this book, he does talk about engaging with a higher power, a higher force, which mm-hmm. can be super new agey, is new agey. Um, but as a Christian, I know that for, that's God, that's Jesus, the Holy Spirit. But so many of these practical tools he was giving were deeply biblical concepts hmm. just without Jesus. Um, yeah, and so can it point you to this idea of like self-sufficiency, like you're your own God or you can do this, you don't need God? Absolutely. However, I think like, and maybe this is a me thing, but I think a lot of people can relate to this. I was super lazy when it came to my personal and spiritual development. I thought that if God was going to grow me, if I was going to make more money, if I was going to grow deeper in my understanding of the Bible, if I was going to make new friends, whatever, it would just be on God's timing. Yeah. And a lot of these things that this these books that I've kind of been engaging with and reading more are like, no, like since the beginning, God created humanity to partner with him and work. I think a lot of times where new age stuff kind of kicks in is when we don't partner with God, but we work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works because it's a principle. It's a truth that God's like put in motion. Like when humans work, we can create things. We are yeah. made in God's image. God is a creator. He has made humanity to be creators. Like we can do that. The divorce comes from when we partner, uh, when we when we break this partnering with God, submitting to God, creating in line with God's vision um, and work. But I think so often Christians partner with God, we just don't work. Mm. And I think like, I'm not talking about like going to your job, but I'm talking about like self-work. Like we don't work on ourselves. We we think that if we just open the Bible for 60 seconds a day, we're going to grow super deeper in our faith. Or we think that um, if we want to start a business or a new career, just whatever, that God's just going to make it happen. And what I what I think I'm learning and what I'm reading in all these books is that like your faith needs action, and and not just like I need to go share my faith. Like your dreams require sweat equity. Yeah. Um, and I think what I'm what I'm learning in this personal development is that you can live your entire life with great intentions. Mm-hmm but never doing anything. Mm. And so often the people that we look up to in the Bible just did stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like God spoke to them, sure. Yeah. And then, but they, then they moved. Yeah, there was like, action. Yes, like Moses had to walk up to the Red Sea and hold his staff up before it parted. Yeah. Like God just didn't like, as they were approaching it, part it so that he was like, okay, I didn't get this wrong. Like. Mm. There was buy-in. And actually, Scott Brugman was talking to me about this. If you watch the progression of Moses' life, um, his his partnership with God grew and his personal responsibility 
the greater the miracle, the longer it was going on. So what I mean is like when he approached the burning bush, God said, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. Mm -hmm. Moses had to take his shoes off. Right. Then the next thing was like throw down your staff and it became a snake. Okay, he threw it down. Like then he picked it up. But like everything God was calling him to do that ended in a miracle required his action. Right. And I think what I found in my life is that I expect God to do a miracle in spite of me, but God often does a miracle like through me. Um, Mm. And God wants to do a miracle like through his people. And I think that the people who see the most miracles, find the most success, quote unquote, find the most purpose or whatever, are the people who take initiative and do things. Mm. The scary part of that, and this is a podcast in and of itself, is that on the other side of that is always a potential for failure. Yeah. But they talk about in in that book, The Tools, they talk about like there is no one who has who has ever discovered any type of like success, be it financial success, family success, personal, just like life satisfaction. You cannot discover that until you are willing to walk through like the wall of fear. Yeah. Um and like potential for failure. Right. And so I think a lot of Christians, we want guarantees. We don't want faith. And just what I'm learning in this season too, which kind of dives into this personal development stuff, is that faith pleases God. Like nothing, God always requires faith from us. He doesn't, mm-hmm. we can't make ourselves clean, pure, whatever. But what the one thing that we have to give him yeah. is faith in action. Right. And faith without works is yes. dead. And, um, and I think these these psychology books and business books that Mm -hmm. I'm like reading are just teaching me the action part. I think in church, we're really good at teaching people the faith part. Right. But then we're like, oh, I've got all this faith. I've got Mm -hmm. all this ambition. I've got these dreams that I genuinely feel like God's put in my heart. Yeah. Now what? Right. I'm kind of learning like the now what, like the practical now what. I think I'm marry the the outside world where it's like action, do things, do things. Yes. Like your faith. Yes. And I think like books like The Tool are sort of the Mm -hmm. now what without the faith. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And both can produce results. Mm -hmm. Like you can have faith without without putting action to it and God can still do a miracle. Yeah. Like in spite of you. I I don't think that's his favorite way to do things. Yeah. You know, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) And you can work really hard without faith and Mm -hmm. produce some type of result. It just won't be lasting. You know yeah, what I mean? That's good. Um, so I'm learning that. And then the second thing, and I, we've talked about this. I think we did a whole podcast on this. Um, I am still, have we not? No, I've been begging you to do a podcast on this. Wait, I thought we did one on this. Um, I don't think so. Are you sure? I am almost positive. No, I think you've just given the talk a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. We've. No, I promise you. Sorry, I know where he's going with this. Oh, I haven't. We haven't. It's so good. Oh, dang. Well, we'll dedicate a whole podcast to this. Yeah, but dive into it. Give people a little taste. Yeah, this this would just be an appetizer because I want. <laughs> I have like so much. I actually started a Substack where I'm writing about this a lot. But there is a. I'm learning about the danger of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Insecurity is something that I've wrestled with a lot, and almost for a while thought it to be almost like noble um insecurity is a false form of humility Mm -hmm. when you're insecure i thought oh i don't think too highly of myself yeah but i'm thinking about myself all the time right just in a negative non-biblical way and so i'm learning about insecurity and i'm learning so much through the lens of king saul 
because he was probably the most insecure person in the world. Yeah. Like when 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 God anointed him to be king, Samuel found him hiding in luggage because he's afraid mm-hmm. of his calling. He didn't feel secure enough to embrace it. Um, he constantly was trying to take David's life mm-hmm. um, because David was anointed a king. He would constantly fast track what God was trying to do. He offered sacrifices that weren't ordained by God or done mm-hmm. by a priest. He would try to move the Ark of the Covenant to win battles without God's blessing. He would do this to please people, to be a good king in their eyes, but not honoring God. Yeah. Um, and so uh, just a few things, and we can dive into this, but man, I think, I think we oftentimes try to kill pride in mm-hmm. our life where we think too much of ourselves. I think almost more poisonous is when we think too less of ourselves. Yeah. I think they are they are arrows in the same quiver. Like they yeah. are they are equally toxic and equally destructive. Mm-hmm. Insecurity is pride. Right. It's, it's just it, it's pride in almost a negative sense. Yeah. You're still self-obsessed. Yeah. You're still constantly comparing yourself. Right. Just not I'm better, I'm worse. Mm-hmm. You still are looking at others as your definition of what's like good, like, yeah. but instead of you thinking, oh, I'm better than this person, you think of like, you look at other people and judge yourself off of them. But instead of you being better, you think you're worse. Like right. other people are your standard, not mm-hmm. like God's call or your your own life as your standard. Mm-hmm. Um, but three big things, and we can, we can really dive into this in a later podcast. Yeah. But insecurity creates enemies that don't actually exist. So good. It creates narratives around other people that aren't true. Yeah. Um, it gives you anxiety. I, I, I truly think one of the biggest givers of anxiety is insecurity. Yeah. Because people in life are a game. When you're insecure, mm-hmm. people in life are a game, and you have to manipulate them to get what you want and to be perceived in a certain light. And when you play that game, you are always looking over your shoulder yeah. for somebody playing the game better than you. Yeah. Or you're always looking over your shoulder to make sure the results that you're getting can be sustained. And we've said this a hundred times on this podcast and on young adults, what you have to do to gain something will be what you're, you're now your, your floor yeah. on what you have to do to sustain it. Yeah. So if you get a promotion at work by bad-mouthing and gossiping everybody else that was up for that promotion and you get it, you well, sustain now you have to gossip. Yeah, yeah, you have to sustain the negative image you've created and the positive image you've created mm-hmm. um, to keep that job and to potentially grow. You know what I mean? Like so, And, and when you are insecure, people are a threat. Mm-hmm. Life is a game to be like won or lost. Yeah. And you cannot connect with people anymore in a, in a real genuine level because you're either manipulating them to build your own self-interest or your, your own self-image and be like, oh, see, I'm not as bad as I think or I'm mm-hmm. at least better than this person. Um, and you just, you just can't make real genuine connections. And then finally, and this is something more specifically for bosses or leaders, but insecurity creates uns- unsafe space for those you work with. Mm-hmm. King Saul, I mean, I'm, I'm actually about to write about this, but King Saul, like, this God's blessing and anointing had left him to be king, and it said a spirit actually tormented him. Yeah. Um, and David, who was so good at playing music, that was anointed by God, would come in and play for him to like relieve his anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. and um, 
he knew that David was going to be the next king, and he would get so frustrated that he would literally start throwing spears at him to try to take his life. Insecurity as a leader makes you a spear thrower. Yeah, You're looking at the person who had the better idea than you. You're looking at the person who has stronger vision than you, who is just better with people, who people are more drawn to. And you create environments that aren't safe for those people yeah. um, because you see them as a threat and mm. not like a, a blessing to you or your ministry. You don't see how somebody like that can complement your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You see them as a, a replacement, a, a replacement yeah. to the throne. So and good. so you create environments that are unsafe and it becomes unsafe for everybody. Yeah. Like your actions towards who you feel like are a threat, quote unquote, send a message to everybody else on your team that this is how I will get a response if I come with an idea, a proposition, a thought that is different from my boss, my leader, whatever. Um, I've seen that so much in my own life. I feel like, man, Saul is just such a picture of what that looks like biblically. And it's really just been eye-opening because, I, yeah, I feel like God, like in whatever he's doing in my life in this next season, he is like, you have to rid yourself of insecurity. Yeah. Like you have to. Like pride will take you out mm-hmm. quickly. Insecurity takes you out slowly. Oof. Pride isolates you because you're at the top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Insecurity isolates you because nobody else can fulfill what you see missing but you'll use people to try to do that. And once you've gotten out of somebody what you think they can bring you, then you're done with them because you have no use for them. Mm -hmm. Same as pride. It's literally pride, just the the shadow of pride. Right. And so, man, yeah, we could talk about that for a long time. I've got so so many thoughts. Like, and that's just a personal study that honestly, I didn't even like, I was, I had a moment where I was feeling really insecure and I was like praying about it. And I felt I was walking my dog, I think, and I was praying about it. And I felt like God just started downloading all this stuff to me. And like I've been I've just been studying the life of Saul, like personally, just, you know, whenever I'm like bored or whatever. <laughs> and man, it's everywhere yeah. in his life. There are so many lessons around insecurity in the life of Saul um, that that I mean, it, it literally insecurity was one of the reasons why. The kingdom was like ripped from his hands. Yeah, you know, it's there. There's, there are plain examples of insecurity, like him, him uh, not obeying God, mm-hmm. wanting to please his people, him going and asking a witch, a necromancer for help. Right. But these are just these are physical expressions of the insecurity yeah. he felt inside. Yeah. Um. And so, man, yeah, I'm I'm so learning good. a ton on personal development and a ton of, on insecurity. And if you're somebody who's listening who battles with insecurity. Um, this might sound harsh, but I mean this for your benefit. It's not cute. Um, it's not humble. It's it, it it will slowly and toxically destroy your life. Like there are a lot of pastors out there who fall due to pride, and we kind of mm-hmm. tend to see those public big falls. There are a lot of pastors who will fall because of insecurity. It'll just take a lot longer. Yeah. And this is how they'll fall. It won't be big. It won't be public. There just won't be anybody else that they can like burn through. They'll be yeah. alone. Insecurity makes you alone because yeah. you cannot trust anybody around you. Right. Um, That's good. Yeah. And so, sorry that I feel like that <laughs> that took a a strong turn. But man, I've been learning so much about <laughs> no, it. And great. so, 
I love it. Personal development and the danger of insecurity, something that I've been learning yeah. quite about uh, or a so lot good. about. Okay, this is episode 98. It is. We have two more episodes or technically one more episode and then we yeah. are on our 100th episode. Um, we, we are going to do some really cool things come episode 100 yeah. moving forward. We're going to give it 50 episodes and experiment with some ideas that we have. The podcast is going to look and feel a little different. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. we're going to we're going to bring in some video elements. Um, we're going to, I don't know, maybe have some <laughs> more guests. I, I, I don't know, but we we're definitely going to invest for 50 episodes um, to see just what God wants to do with this podcast in like the next season. However, we want our 100th episode to feel like a party, to feel like a celebration. Yes. We're already giving away a retreat. Whoop, whoop. We're giving away the full cost of a retreat, which I, th I think is going to be around $200 this year. Don't quote me on that, but <laughs> inflation. Um, the price of our retreats keep on getting more and more expensive to us, and so we're just trying to keep up with what they will be. But we would love some ideas of like some things you want for the hundredth podcast, we want. Yeah. Is there a guest you want to hear from? Is there a topic you guys want to hear from? Um, we'll post on our social media ideas. We would. We'll post some polls. We'll post some like boxes where you guys can send in your thoughts. But we want our one hundredth episode to be amazing. We'll probably do some more giveaways um, for for people. But we'll start yeah. with a retreat. I don't know, Milana. What are some ideas? What's something fun that we could do for our hundredth episode? I mean, I think giveaways are super fun. I think, I don't know how many ideas I should say on here and because then we have to hold ourselves to We them. don't have to hold ourselves to anything. You know how many times we said we'll be once a week on I know, here we don't not. hold ourselves to anything. We should call, we should have people call it our people and then they answer the, and they're on the podcast receiving their giveaway. True. For some of our YA podcast super fans. Yeah. Like we know our people out in Maryland. Maryland, yes. We'll be listening. We'll be tuning in. Are people in Spain? Yes. Maybe they'll be listening. I don't know what the time change is, but maybe. Eight hours. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We've got a lot, a lot of fun stuff. Um, we're holding the podcast with open hands in the sense of we've, we've been doing 100 episodes. We feel like it's time for a little something not new in the sense of brand new. We're Shush gonna, it up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give give it a little makeover, a little yeah, little some glam. TLC. Yeah, yeah, like a show that's on Netflix that <laughs> helps people totally reinvent their life. I don't know, like a makeover show. Like yeah. that's what we're doing with the podcast. Great. So all right, episode. Be ready for it. Okay, so Maybe. brain dump part two. Um, we are not, if you're listening, we don't have any young adults this upcoming week. We're taking off the holiday July week. July 6th. Yeah, so no, no YA way. July 6th. But we're coming back with a brand new series, TDB. Um, <laughs> Every time you say that, it makes me laugh, and it's just the dumbest joke ever. <laughs> Ode to the office. Shout out to the office. TBD. Um, to be determined. Um, and then we will, yeah, July, what is that, 13th? Yep, July 13th. We'll kick off a new series for the summer. And then we have a park night scheduled. We have our final YA of summer, uh, I believe the second week of August. We're gonna take two weeks off. And then August 31st, we're coming in hot with a big fall launch. Um, it's gonna be fun. So yeah. for all things Red Rocks YA, you can follow us and keep up with us at our Instagram handle, which is? At Red Rocks YA. 
Um, for all things Red Rocks Church, we just dove into a new series this weekend called Book Club, where a bunch of friends from our church are coming and talking about um, sort of core themes or messages from books that they've written. Um, really good stuff. We've got speakers from all across the country, all different walks of life coming and investing into our church. So if you're in the Denver area this summer, make it to a church service on a Sunday. Lakewood, Arvada, Littleton, Park Meadows. Um, got some great stuff coming for you guys. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. We'll see you guys. See next you time. when we see ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. Oh, scared. Do us a favor. <laughs> on Spotify or on Apple, like and review this podcast. Yeah. It just helps us be, if you if you find value in it and you think other people will too, the more you rate it, five stars only, please. If you're going to do four <laughs> stars, don't rate it. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, but it just helps us be more recommended to people when they're, yeah. when they're searching through topics or different podcasts. The more rating and reviews that we get, um, the more that it will be suggested with people. Right now, I think we're at like 74, 75. I would love to be at 15200 by, I don't know, Yeah. by Christmas. There you go. So get on here, rate, review, five stars only. If not, we won't ever talk to you again. So <laughs> anyway, that's it for okay. us. Okay, bye right. for real. Bye. Bye.